she will bear a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. For the first time in 38 years, there will be a full moon tomorrow on Christmas Day. The first time in my lifetime. The last time we had a Christmas full moon was 1977, which, by the way, was the same year as the first Star Wars movie hit theaters. <laughs> now appropriate, since there's another Star Wars movie in theaters this Christmas, if you're like my family, you spent Advent preparing, yes, for the coming of Christ, but also for the coming of Star Wars, The Force Awakens. We rewatch the old movies as we introduce the kids to the story and characters we've loved our whole lives. Now, I promise no spoilers tonight. Well, not of the new movie. If you haven't seen the original Star Wars movies or read the Gospel of Luke, you've had plenty of time. <laughs> during, during this time of year, we reflect back on these old stories, prophecies foretold, stables, shepherds, and wise men. But this year, there were also droids and Jedi, princesses and Wookiees, King Herod and Darth Vader, Emperor Palpatine and Emperor Augustus. If Star Wars is not your thing, well, the themes are almost universal in our culture these days, be it wizards or witches from Hogwarts, Avengers, hobbits, or the apocalyptic remnants fighting whatever end-time catastrophe has come their way. Different trappings, but the story is the same. The battle of good versus evil, light versus dark. There's always a hero, a savior, someone perhaps unlikely, but always powerful. The stakes are always high. And they always triumph in the end in some grand and magnificent way. Battles to the death, total destruction. The hero leading the charge towards victory over darkness, salvation. After watching the Star Wars movie again this year, it's hard not to read those themes into our story tonight. After all, it is a story of salvation, a story that happened a long time ago in a place that seems so very, very far away from today. Sometimes it's easier to live in these fantasy worlds that are far away where good always triumphs over evil. It's easier than facing reality. Reality can be scarier and more unpredictable than the evil portrayed in the latest blockbuster. Who knows when a troubled man with a gun will walk in and shoot the place up? Will our city be the next attack? On the news, we watch pictures of the worst refugee crisis since World War II. Scenes that seem like they're from some dystopian novel. People fleeing from their life from an evil that's almost too horrible to be true. The dark side, we know the dark side. Sometimes it's far, far away, but sometimes it's right here. Violence, hate, abuse, hopelessness, right in our homes, right in our heart. We sing tonight of salvation, of joy coming to the world, peace on earth, mercy mild, yet so much seems still unreconciled, so much left to be done. Had we be forced to obliterate the evil that we loathe so much, we would, in a heartbeat, had we an army large enough to decimate the powers of darkness once and for all, we would without hesitation. Yet what do we have? Were George Lucas or J.J. Abrams directing the Christmas story, things would certainly look different. Instead of Mary and Joseph, we'd have princesses 
and a Jedi Knight, surrounded in a palace by senators and generals, not scared shepherds. The stakes would be high, but the whole world, the whole galaxy would be rooting on the hero as he fought to save his people. But what do we have? A baby? Shepherds? Angels now we're talking, but organized not as an army, but as a choir. There's no room in the inn. There's no dignitaries. They don't even have a home. Is it enough? From this humble birth, a hero can still arise, build an army, amass great power against unbelievable odds, and save the day. But that is not where this story goes. He will soon gather fishermen, not soldiers. He will refuse military power when offered. He will teach love and peace. His friends will be lepers and prostitutes. He will party with the outcasts and get cast out of his own hometown. Now, don't get me wrong, he will have great power, yet he will use that power not to obliterate the evil, but to heal a man that was born blind, to raise to life the dead daughter of a general in the imperial army. Love your enemies is what he teaches. Pray for those who persecute you. Blessed are the poor. I have come not for the righteous, but for the sinners. Who is he? that even eats with tax collectors and sinners. He doesn't travel the galaxy. He barely leaves his home. And instead of destroying the enemy, he is killed by the enemy. As if this were the plan all along. No, this hero is not like anyone that Hollywood has ever dreamt of. But this isn't Hollywood's story. This is God's story. It's not that God can't come up with a good story. It's just that God has more in mind than entertainment. Seeing our darkness, how hard it is for us to find our way, and how our confusion and our insecurity can often lead us to do horrible things to ourselves, to others. God decided to do something, to get involved, to make it personal. Instead of sending a hero, God became one, one of us. God putting on flesh, born as a baby, not to terrify or punish, but to show us that we are beloved by the very maker of the universe, to show us no matter the darkness we may experience here, there is a light of love that will always overcome the dark. And that's why God showed up not in a palace, but in the darkness of that stable in Bethlehem, not to princesses and Jedi masters, but to a young, unmarried woman and her terrified fiancé. Because in God's story, see, no great heroes are needed. Special power and training are not required. You don't even have to know what you're doing. In God's story, anyone, anyone and everyone can give birth to salvation. This, this is God's plan for saving the world. And it doesn't all depend on one hero, but on each one of us. On all of us, joining with God in birthing salvation. Every time we say yes to love, overcoming the hate, salvation is born. Every time we refuse to let prejudice and fear get the best of us, salvation is born. Every time we renounce the violence of this world, salvation is born. The miracle, the miracle we're waiting for, the hope for which we long, isn't out there, but it's in here. 
in a thousand different ways through the lives of thousands and thousands of different people, salvation is being born with us, in us. God in the flesh, God in our flesh. The angels are singing in your sky tonight. Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people, for all the people, yes, but for you. Will you go to Bethlehem and will you see, will you see Mary and Joseph and that baby lying in a manger and seeing this love, will you ever be the same? Jesus is his name. He will save his people. And the path he walked is our path to follow. Fall on your knees. Hear the angel voices. They are calling to you, to us all. He will save his people. He is saving his people. He is saving his people through us. We are the hope of the world. God with us, God in us, we are enough. Amen.